In this episode, we look at the habit of happiness. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and happiness is one of those things we are all searching for. Through the media we consume, the ads we see, and the general sentiment of the world we live in, we've all been trained to believe that our primary objective should be to find happiness. Sure, we may not call it that. It might be that we want to be more productive, or maybe it's that we want to lose weight, or maybe we just want to find a partner. But no matter what we call it on the surface, the idea is always the same. If we could just do or be X, then we'd be able to be happy and enjoy this life. And to some extent, we all feel this way, which is why I want to say one thing before we start this episode. Accomplishing your goals, changing your life, making more money, none of that is going to make you happy by itself. I've talked about this on the show before, but happiness is not a destination we can reach. It's not something we can find if we just search for it. In fact, happiness isn't even real, at least not in the way that we've come to understand it. It's easy to understand why we're all searching for it. Most days are full of struggle and uncertainty. You may experience overwhelm, crippling anxiety, bouts with anger, sadness, etc. The day-to-day grind we are all on can sometimes feel like it's just straight up meaningless. So naturally, we want to search for something else. We want to find the opposite of what life is so that we can escape the hell we sometimes find ourselves in. It makes sense. Through this process, happiness gets framed as a destination that we can reach, a place we can strive for, and that if we just learn more or do more or whatever else, we can finally achieve it and have things be okay. And naturally, this leads to an enormous opportunity for advertisers, all vying to be that one unlock for you. Hey, if you buy this thing, it'll help you find happiness. Heck, the entire personal development industry, this podcast, the notion of ambition as a whole, they're built on top of this fundamental belief we've all been convinced of, that happiness is something we can strive for. It's a destination we can reach. But here is the unfortunate truth. It's all a farce. One designed to try and take your money, your time, your energy, and your attention. Because the truth is, happiness isn't a destination. It's a choice, and we reach happiness not by searching for it, but by embracing the habit of it. Don't worry, I'm going to explain what I mean here, but before I do, let's look at what happiness actually looks like, how it happens, and what you can actually do to experience more of it. And before we jump into the episode, I want to take a moment to try and sell you happiness myself. I recognize how ironic and ridiculous this is, but I do legitimately think this can help. One of the hardest parts of improving your life is actually sticking with the goals that you set. Think about it. First, you have to figure out where to start. Then you have to gain the confidence to actually take that first step. And along the way, 
You have to somehow avoid getting overwhelmed when life starts making things complicated. It's really tough. There are an enormous amount of distractions out there, all seemingly designed to make you fail at your goals. And that's exactly why I created my digital course, The Consistency Code. In the course, you'll learn why we struggle with consistency, why willpower doesn't work, the first thing you should do after setting a new goal to increase your chances of success, and so much more. It's almost like having me take you by the hand and guide you step by step towards sticking with and finally achieving the goals that you've set. So if you're ready to finally stick with your goals for the long term and actually start taking control of your life, Head over to consistencycourse.com to learn more and enroll today. That's consistencycourse.com or click the link in the description of this episode. So happiness has two faces, both of which are important to understand for this purpose of creating happiness habits. The first is the actual feeling of happiness that we sometimes get in the moment. And the second is the long-term happiness that we sometimes think about when we say that someone is happy. Here's how the website Berkeley Wellbeing describes it. Quote, sometimes happiness is split into two parts, hedonia or pleasure and eudaimonia, the thriving or purposeful part. But most of the time, when people say happiness, they're talking about the combination of both momentary positive emotions and a deeper sense of purpose in life, end quote. When we think of finding happiness, it's easy to get caught up in one of these two and forget about the other. We picture ourselves waking up with energy every day, big smile on our face, spreading joy all around us like some kind of magical flying fairy. Deep down, we know that this isn't what happiness looks like, but it's difficult to get away from the image because it's what we've always seen. In reality, happiness looks a lot more like the everyday. I've said this before, but it's the little moments that happen in your life, the memories of those moments, and your choice to hold on to those memories that produce long-term happiness. If I could uh, get in touch with Oxford or Webster and rename happiness, re write a different word for it, the image of happiness, this idea that we all have, uh, that would be something like a happiness rush. It's similar to the effects of adrenaline. It's a short-term burst of emotion that honestly could never be sustainable. But the reality of happiness, what it's actually like, is more like a happiness drip. It's slow steady, controlled, and sustainable. It happens as a byproduct of our actions rather than as an outcome itself. The truth is happiness looks a lot more like the life you already have than it does the life you've always dreamed about. But how does happiness even happen? So there are a few ways to look at this question. So let's start with the science behind it. What we call happiness, like most things, is actually a complicated combination of things happening across various areas of our brain. According to an article on Very Well Mind, we feel joy in our bodies because of the release of dopamine and serotonin, two types of neurotransmitters in the brain that are heavily associated with happiness. These chemicals can be released by something happy happening to us, like when a person we love calls or sends an email. 
Our brain interprets this happening and, if it's classified as a good thing, releases these chemicals which produce feelings and reactions related to happiness. This initial release triggers short-term happiness responses. This is the idea of a happiness rush that we discussed earlier. We flood the brain in chemicals, produce feelings, experience those feelings, and then eventually they fade. But the beauty of being human is that the event itself isn't the only thing that can produce a response. We are fortunate enough to have working memory. When the event happens, it triggers a short-term response, but it's also saved in our memory and, like all memories, can be revisited later. By revisiting the memory of the initial event, we gain the ability to look at it from a different perspective. There's no new event triggering brain chemicals, no momentum to get caught up in. There's just a person looking at something that happened and deciding what that thing means. And sometimes we do this and it leads to negative results. We may look back on something we said that felt totally fine in the moment and judge it from this new perspective. We might start feeling self-conscious or upset about the event now that the brain drugs have dissipated. This is where the practice or the habit of happiness comes in, and in my opinion, is the secret to turning short-term events that produce rushes of happiness into long-term opportunities for consistent happiness. And how do we do that? How do we use our working memory in such a way that we can create long-term happiness benefits? Well, I've got three things that I think we need to do. And there are honestly probably more, but these are the three that I can think of right now that I think are, are easy enough to start with. The first is to stop chasing the high. We need to recognize that short-term happiness is exactly that, short-term. It's a mixture of brain chemicals hitting and can be just as addictive as some drugs. So we have to stop chasing it. It's a natural reaction to good things happening, so it's not like we can, nor should we, turn it off. But we can't have it be our only definition of happiness. It can't be this thing we search for constantly, chase down relentlessly, or get obsessed with. It needs to be exactly what it is, a thing that naturally happens that we don't have much control over. If we can do that, if we can stop chasing that state, then we can start to shift what happiness means, which is key to accessing the long-term benefits of the events that happen in our lives. The second thing is to start recognizing where you are now and what you already have. And the easiest way to do this is practicing gratitude. So I recently added a gratitude practice to my mornings where I'll wake up, lay in bed, and audibly say two to three things I'm grateful for. And I'll do this out loud. It's a really, really easy way to start the morning. But most importantly, it forces me to recognize what I have going for me. It gets me out of the constant search for more, 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 new, 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 and makes me look at what is already around me and be thankful for them. I've come to believe, and, and this, is, this is recent for me, I've come to believe that your ability to call yourself happy, to feel happy, is directly dependent on your ability to recognize and come to terms with who and what you truly are. This, having a morning gratitude practice or evening or whatever time of day works for you, is a phenomenal way to start that process, to look yourself in the face, look your life in the face and accept it for all that it is, good and bad. And the third thing 
is to start building your confidence. Self-esteem issues are a major drain on your feelings of day-to-day happiness. They cause you to doubt yourself, discount your value, and can even lead to physical or mental self-harm. I've spoken about this before, but Mindy Kaling, who played Kelly on The Office, was a writer on the show and has gone on to be an all-around amazing creator behind some of my favorite shows, once said that she is confident because she earned it. Because she knows how hard she's worked. She knows that she won't let herself down and she's earned the stripes that she has. Now, I'm paraphrasing here, but the idea is simple. It's a lot easier to be confident in yourself if you have a history of not letting yourself down. And you can create that history yourself. Slowly, but surely. You do this by starting to go for what you want. Starting to do the things you've always wanted. You'll probably suck at those things. You honestly may not even know what they are right now. But the sooner you start showing yourself your value, the sooner you'll be able to confidently own that value. And by doing that, you'll find it easier to stay out of the self-esteem traps we all face every single day. So those are the three things I recommend for getting to a place where happiness is no longer a destination that you're searching for, that you're trying to reach. And become something that you can experience in your day-to-day life, that you can enjoy in your day-to-day life. It starts by reframing what happiness looks like and what it means by stopping the, the constant search for that happiness, by not chasing the high of dopamine and serotonin filling our brains. It starts there. Then It comes to recognizing what it is that we should be happy about, recognizing how far we've come, recognizing how amazing our life really is. Because yes, our situation might suck. There might be a lot of things that we're not happy about, but there are also things that are good. We also have people that love us. We have opportunity that maybe others don't. Recognizing those things and accepting them is the second step. And then finally, building that confidence over time so that when we look back, when we hold on to the memories and we choose to be grateful for the things that are in our lives, we don't flip it. We don't go down this spiral of self-doubt, of fear, of lack of confidence, of judging ourselves for things we did in the past because we earned it. We earned that confidence. We worked hard. We showed ourselves our own value and we accepted ourselves for it. So that's all I've got for this episode. Before we go, I do want to encourage you to check out uh, my course, The Consistency Code. You can learn more at consistencycourse.com. It's all about helping you to finally stick with the goals that you've set, finally build the habits that you are trying to build in your life, and finally start to get some of the results you are looking for. Head over to consistencycourse.com to learn more. I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for being here. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you're tuning in today. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. day.